Good morning. Welcome back to the broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Wednesday, September 14th, 2022. And our top story today, planning for your financial future. Today is a very special episode. It's an educational episode, whether you're in high school, college, or even an adult like me needing a refresher. And we're joined this morning by L. Benick of the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland. L. The floor is all yours. Thanks, Jeff, and thank you so much for having me today. My name is Elle Benick, and I work for the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland. The Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland is a part of the Federal Reserve System here in the United States, which is the central banking system. Today, I'm going to talk about some personal finance topics, such as savings, budgeting, financial decision-making, and where to find some resources. So to get started, I'm going to really just dive into talking about savings goals. So a savings goal is an item that you want to buy in the future. So think of some items that you might want to buy. For example, maybe a hoverboard, a PS5, an iPhone 13. Out of those three items, what would you possibly pick? I think I would pick a hoverboard. But a savings goal can be many things. A savings goal could be saving for your future education. It could be saving for a trip. It could be saving for a house. It could be saving money just to have some money saved. But if we have a savings goal, it's really important to talk about how we earn that money in order to purchase our savings goal. And earning is receiving money in exchange for work. I do want to point out that the only way one gets money isn't necessarily through earning it with work. You could also receive money maybe as a gift, you know, for a birthday or a holiday. And it's important to make that distinction because whether you worked and traded your skills and talents and time in exchange for money, you know, or you received that money as a gift, it's important to know how you're going to manage that money because you, that's just the money you have. So a couple brainstorming questions you could ask yourself when thinking about, well, how could I earn money? You could ask yourself, what skills or talents do I have? How do I spend, like to spend my time? Um, do my friends, family, or neighbors need help with something? Do I have things at home or things I could borrow to create something to sell, such as a computer, tools, or art supplies? So these are really good questions to ask yourself as a um, younger member of society. You know, you could be thinking about, hey, could I make a lemon? need stand? Do I have the supplies around home? You know, do I have a family member that maybe needs some gardening done or their car washed or uh, maybe I could run to the store for them? You know, thinking about some ways that you can maybe do some odd jobs here or there to earn money. But these are actually questions you could ask yourself at any stage of life. I, right now, if I wanted to make a change, could ask myself these questions and think about what I could do to maybe shake things up and find some new ways to earn money. But once we've earned that money or received that money as a gift and we have that money, we have to think about how we're going to manage it. And I want to start talking about a budget. And a budget is a detailed plan outlining expected income and expenses for a period of time. Normally, people budget on a monthly basis, but you could make a budget for a year, you can make a budget for a week, you can make a budget for a trip, you could really make a budget for just about anything however you need it. And a budget is a plan that can help us manage our money. It could help us manage our money to make sure that we reach that savings goal, or it could help us manage our money just to see, you know, where are we spending our money? Where are we earning our money from? 
and all those different things. So I really want to start to break down a budget and I really want to talk about those two different aspects to a budget, an income and expenses. So income is the money that you earn or receive. So that money we talked about a little bit earlier, we talked about earning money, or you could receive money as a gift. We would label either one of those as income. Those are the sources of income you have for money. So maybe you earn some money from mowing the lawn or planting flowers, or you earn some money from a birthday present. Those would all go under your income section of your budget. When we have an income, we have two choices to make. We can either choose to spend our money or we can choose to save our money. And saving our money means to put it aside to use later. And why are some reasons that we would save our money? Well, we could use it later for something special, ding, 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 like a savings goal. It can also just help us save for the future. You know, the unexpected that can maybe come up for the future. It's not bad just to have some savings to have some savings. I want to move a little bit forward and talk about that expense side of a budget. Expense is money you plan to spend on things that you want or need. So these could be items like buying candy or buying some apps off the app store or going to the movies, or it could be things like buying groceries, paying rent. I do really want to, with paying rent, I want to talk about something, a concept called fixed expenses. And fixed expenses are budget items that you must pay for every month. And normally fixed expenses recur at specific intervals. So we can often think of fixed expenses as bills. So for example, I have to pay a car payment. I have to pay my rent. I have to pay my electric bill. Those all happen at specific moments throughout the month. Or even, you know, things like paying for a subscription to YouTube or um, a streaming service of some sort. You're charged X amount of money at specific times throughout the month. These are fixed expenses. And fixed expenses, we encounter them a lot as we get older. And it's just important to be aware of them because that's the X amount of dollars that you've promised to pay that month. And that's going to affect how much money do we have left over for things that we want or other things that we may need. So it's just important to watch that balance between fixed expenses and other expenses that maybe no one's saying, hey, this is due by X date. And wrapping up some of our concepts, I really want to, you know, talk about being careful to watch that your expenses don't exceed your income, that we aren't spending more than we have, you know, because we can often see that happen. And I bet some of you are thinking, wait, how, how does that happen? That sounds a little weird. How can you spend more than you have? Well, I want to talk to you about a concept called debt. And debt is the money a person owes for loans or when they purchase an item with credit. So to really bring that down simply, let's talk about when we were younger. I bet many of us have promised a friend, a sibling, a cousin, an acquaintance. We asked them, hey, can I borrow $5? I promise I'll pay you back. I know I've done that many a times with my younger brother. And that promise to pay them back you know, is a promise of repayment. They lent you some money and you owed them that money back. At a really simple concept, you were in debt to that person for loaning you that $5. Well, now we can talk about debt at a little bit of a higher level at, with things like credit cards. So credit cards are when you purchase an item with credit and you promise to pay it in the future. So credit cards aren't necessarily, you know, we might think of credit cards possibly as 
spending money that we might not have necessarily at that time, but we've promised to pay it back in the future. And I know often when we start to talk, talk about debt and credit cards, these concepts can sound um, scary. They can sound negative. Um, they can sound like kind of bad things. And you know, they're important to be aware of, but I don't want these to come off as negative concepts because accumulating debt and having a good history of paying off your debt actually can do a lot for your financial opportunity. And you know, can open up doors to possibly buy things like houses and cars and other concepts. So debt and credit cards are really important to know about and be aware of how they work so we can manage them just like we manage any other money we have that we were talking about with a budget. So I want to wrap up our concepts with saying, you know, that there's no right or wrong way to do personal finance. There's no right or wrong way to budget. And, you know, you might be thinking about some of these concepts and saying, well, I don't really need some of these. And maybe you don't at this time. Maybe you really don't need to be keeping a really strict budget and following it. And that's fine. But what's really important is to have all these tools in your toolkit. So when you do need a budget, you can access it. Also, it's important just to budget so you're used to budgeting. I'll say, I will be honest, I'm not always the best budgeter because I'm not used to using one. I didn't get in that habit of using a budget. So when I really need it, I often make a lot of mistakes because I'm not used to turning and saying, okay, I need to follow my budget. I need to look at it. I need to make sure I'm adding my expenses to it and keeping track of it. So, you know, knowing these concepts, having these tools, being able to access them when you need them are going to give you your toolkit to set up your personal finance plan for your future. When we come back, we'll continue our lesson. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Are you stuck with a low credit score? A credit report and score that's causing you to be denied credit or pay higher interest rates than others for the same things? 
Then do what Terrence did and call Credit Repaired for your free credit evaluation to help restore your credit. I started thinking about buying a new house and my score wasn't where I needed it to be. I called and spoke with one of the representatives and we just had a good conversation and I, I liked what he was saying. Just one call for his free credit evaluation was all it took to start back on the track to repairing his credit. I'm seeing the deletions and I'm getting the report so I know something's being done. It does make a difference to me. All it takes is one call to get started. Credit repair has given me a second chance to have a better credit score. Don't let a low credit score hold you back another day. Do what Terrence did and make the call for your free credit evaluation. Call 800-819-4152. That's 800-819-4152. Again, 800-819-4152. At Empower, we help you open doors to get you ready for everything that lies ahead. Because your financial wellness is what matters most. Behind every door is an opportunity to save for life's moments. These are your goals, and it's time to help get you there. We've been opening doors for more than 17 million customers across America as they save for the future they want. We are Empower, and we're ready to open some doors for you. Welcome back. Today's program is a very special episode. It's an educational episode, whether you're in high school, college, or even an adult like me that needs a refresher. L. Benick of the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland is here. L, the floor once again is yours. So now we're going to get into save and spend challenge, which is an activity where we take all the concepts we just discussed and see how they play out with our character, Matt. So Matt has a job. He is a teacher and he earns a monthly income of $4,160. So Matt works as a teacher and exchanges his skills, time for money, his monthly income. Matt also has a savings goal, which is $1,000 for a new TV and a PS5. So we're going to take a look at two months of Matt's spending habits and his budget and see if he's able to reach that savings goal of $1,000 after two months. Now, that's a pretty quick turnaround for a savings goal. I do want to say, you know, you can set savings goals for X amount of times, or you can just say, hey, this is my savings goal, and when I reach it, I reach it. But, you know, Matt's really trying to do it in two months. So we're going to see what changes he makes to his budget in order to maybe achieve that goal. So in our first month, Matt is paying a phone and internet bill of $130. He's getting coffee every day. So he's driving through, you know, that coffee line every morning, maybe on his way to work. And he's paying $155 per month for that. He has weekend entertainment, which is $250. That could be going to a sporting event. You know, it could be um, hanging out with friends, buying, you know, a new board game to play that weekend, a puzzle, an activity. You know, that's his entertainment on the weekends, $250. And Matt eats out for every single meal every day. He eats out for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and that's $1,860. He gets a book from the library, which is free. He is a savvy shopper, which is $150. And underneath that savvy shopper line, we could think of things like maybe Matt needed a new pair of tennis shoes, or he needed to pick up some shampoo from the store, or a new tube of toothpaste, you know, different things like that. But he was being a savvy shopper and looking for some deals while he was doing this. And Matt got a birthday present. He got to add $150 to his savings account. So let's look how this all plays out when we start to do the math 
on Matt's budget. So we have all of our items listed out, all of Matt's spending and one present that he got for the month. And we know his monthly income is $4,160. So how do we figure out if he has debt? Does he owe people money? Or if he has a savings, does he have extra money to put in a savings account? Well, the way we figure that out is we take all of the items Matt spent his money on that month and we add them together. So that 130 for phone and internet, we add that to the 150 for getting coffee every day. And then we add that to the 250 for weekend entertainment and so on and so on and so on. So that brings Matt's total spending to $2,545. Now, I just want to ask you a question off the bat. Does $2,545 immediately, is that more or less than $4,160? We can tell that that number is lower than Matt's monthly income. And we can kind of tell right off the bat, hey, Matt's going to have a savings this month. So how we figure that out is we take income minus total spending. So $4,160 minus $2,545. And that gives us $1,615 as Matt's total savings for that month. But wait, remember, Matt got a birthday gift. So we're going to add that 150 really quickly to that total savings. And that brings Matt to a grand total for this month of $1,765. Now I want you to take a moment and think about Matt's spending for this month. You know, I know some of these numbers seem a little like, whoa, and we want you to notice them because we want you to notice some decisions that Matt's making that you might not agree with. Like, would you go out to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day? You know, seeing that your $5, $6 coffee could add up every morning if you go every single day, would you maybe adjust that spending habit? You know, take a look at those. They seem a little extreme, but would you adjust it? I do want to point out here, though, that although Matt made some of these really like, whoa, eating out every day choices this month, he still had a total savings. He spent within his monthly income. And he walked away from this month with a savings. Let's see how month two goes for Matt. So in month two, Matt gets a coffee every week, which is only $35. So he switched from every day to every week, which is cut down that expense. But this month, Matt has trend-setting fashion. Maybe there's some new sneakers that launched that he wanted, or he went on a shopping spree and needed a new school wardrobe, but he spent $450 on his fashion this month. He took a weekly walk, which is free. He decided to hang out at home, which is $100. And I know before you say, huh, how can you hang out at home and spend money? Well, have you ever, you know, rented a movie while hanging out at home? or you know, bought a new video game while hanging out at home to keep yourself entertained, we can you know, occur some of these expenses even if we think we're just sitting at home and doing nothing. He switched from eating out every day for every meal to eating out once a week for $240. And he has phone bill and high speed internet this month, which bumped his bill up to 160. So just a little bit more from last month. And oh no, it looks like Matt's pet had to go to the vet. That is $1,500 this month. He has an unexpected pet bill. 
And then he also has some credit card debt from a cruise, which is $2,400. So it looks like he might've gotten a credit card bill that he needs to pay off immediately. It might be a little higher than I think that expected. So just like Matt last month, we have to take all of Matt's spending and add it together. We have to add that 35 to that 450 and add in a zero there because he took a weekly walk, which is free and add that to that hundred and so on and so on and so on until we get $4,885. So immediately off the bat, $4,885. Is that more or less than Matt's monthly income of $4,160? It's more. We can tell off the bat that Matt has spent more than he has this month. So we know he's going to be in debt. And this is really important. No matter if you know your spending is more than your income, you still have to do that equation. Income minus total spending. Because getting that negative number when you do that equation is going to show you that you're in debt. It's going to show you that, hey, there's some money that's still owed. So Matt is in debt for $725 this month. And this month, he made some changes from last month. He only got coffee every week. He only ate out once a week. But he did up his fashion, and he did have some unexpected bills, like his pet having to go to the vet. You know, thank goodness that Matt kind of has a little bit of a savings, because if we think to pre last month, he had... A savings that he put in a savings. So Matt will be able to pay this $725 because he has some money in his savings to, you know, possibly help him where he needs to be helped this month. So let's take a look at how, what Matt's two months look like. So in month one, he saved $1,765. And in month two, he owed, he had a debt of $725, which brings Matt's total savings account now to $1,040. So Matt did reach his savings goal of $1,000, but Matt has to make a really important decision right now. Is Matt going to buy the TV and the PS5? If he buys it, he will only have $40 in his savings. And you know, just like Matt saw last month, he had an unexpected pet bill. Would he rather, you know, maybe wait till next month where he maybe can make some different choices and have a little bit more money in his account to be able to purchase that savings goal? Now, I don't want this to come off as sounding like there's a right or wrong choice that Matt can make. It's just Matt's choice and he can readjust next month however he needs to. You know, I, like I said earlier, there's no right or wrong way to personal finance. There are choices that you get to make. And my personal finance is going to look different than your personal finance. But having these tools and Matt having this budget to look back and make it like take a look at his decisions and say, hey, how might I adjust for month three to, you know, better help me? And that might lead Matt to the decision of, hey, okay, well, in month two, I had an unexpected cost. I think I'm going to hold off one more month. Or he might say, hey, I see some areas I can make a change. I'm going to buy the TV and PS5 this month, and I can put some extra money in next month for my savings account. You know, Matt has that history to go back and look at. And that's why it's really important to have a budget or to at least have that skill of budgeting to pull out when we need because it helps us track where our money is going and where our money is coming from and what choices we might want to make differently.
So where can you find some more information to learn a bit more about budgeting, savings, and financial decision-making, as well as other personal finance topics? Well, I do want to share with you our Learning Center web uh, email in case you want to reach out to us to ask questions about our resources, um, student programs, field trips, visiting our money museum here in Cleveland. Um, our, you know, our email is available to you. Feel free to reach out and ask a question. We also have the Cleveland Fed website. On the Cleveland Fed website, you will find a plethora of resources from information and research that's being produced by the Cleveland Fed to educational resources being produced by the Education and Museum Outreach Team. We have online games, activities, videos, um, virtual exhibits that you can go through. You can take a, if you're not able to visit us here in Cleveland, we do have a virtual experience of our museum that you can take a look at on our website. And we also have publications. And one publication I really want to call out to you today, if you really, you know, connected to the topics that were talked about in today's discussion, is Great Minds Think. Great Minds Think is a personal finance publication that we suggest for grades, you know, elementary, middle school. We've even seen a lot of high schoolers really enjoy it. And we've seen a lot of families also enjoy, you know, accessing Great Minds Think and working through it together. Great Minds Think is your one-stop shop for personal finance. It's going to talk about things like earnings, savings, budgeting, financial decision-making, all of those topics we talked about today, they're going to get into even more. So I really encourage you, if you know you want to learn more about what we discussed today, that you take a look at that. I also want to point you to federalreserveeducation.org. So as I said earlier, the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland is a part of the Federal Reserve System. So it's much larger than just us. There are actually 12 Federal Reserve District banks throughout the United States, and Cleveland is one of those 12. And each one of those have their own education entity. And we have federalreserveeducation.org, which is our education repository where you can find personal finance, economic education, um, a myriad of topics. Uh, you can find resources uh, galore on this website. And these resources can be publications, infographics, videos, games, books, lesson plans. Um, so you can go on here and sort by audience. You can look by resource. You can take a look by Fed. You can learn more about the Fed. Um, but I would really encourage you uh, to take a look at this website if you're looking to learn more about personal finance and economic education. Finally, where can you follow us to stay in the know? So I do have our social media listed, um, our handles and our accounts listed if you would like to follow us and see what's going on at the Cleveland Fed. Um, we'd love to stay in touch. And thank you so much for having me today. I hope you enjoyed learning a bit about personal finance and a bit more of our save and spend challenge activity and have a great day. Thanks, Elle. Great to see you. Thanks for sharing your perspective. That wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more, all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, we'll visit our website, and of course, our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes.
Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.